Hey, what's up? My name is Sandra Rinaldi, a former live entertainment marketing and communication executive turned certified life coach. Gosh, that's a mouthful. But I'm also the host of the Living Unedited podcast. And on my show, I'm going to contemplate and offer expert guidance on topics such as self-confidence, authenticity, change, and mindset. But I'll also share on things I think all women need to know from great finds to great sex. You'll learn, hopefully laugh absolutely take away something to make your life better. The struggles, the challenges, the WTFs, I don't only hear and feel you, I was and still am you, but I will divulge the things that I've learned on my quest to living my truest and most authentic life. So you can too. Living Unedited Podcast is available everywhere. So hit the subscribe button so you don't want to miss an episode. Speak soon. Well, hello. Welcome to Living Unedited Podcast on episode 11. We have made it to episode 11. I'm so happy. I decided this week to switch it up a little bit and talk about becoming an author and the journey of how that all came about. If you didn't know, I wrote a novel and published it in August of 2021. It is called The Summer Everything Changed. It is a romance novel, and you can buy it anywhere that novels are available online. I think this story is compelling because it really isn't just about writing the book, but that realization that wonderful crazy things can happen to anyone, including you. So let this episode be one of inspiration and motivation for you not to give up on your goals and your dreams, no matter how grand they are. So here's the story. When I was 17, I went to Italy with my parents for the summer. It was five glorious weeks. It was 1995 and I had just graduated from high school and I was ready for an adventure. I had been to Italy prior, three years prior, and was looking forward to going back a little bit more mature and ready to have the summer of a lifetime. My dad was born and raised in a small village near Naples called Ponte Landolfo, and that population is for sure less than a thousand. The thing about a small village like this is that it's so warm and welcoming. Everyone knows each other. And this is something I wasn't used to, clearly, because I come from a big town, Montreal, Laval, or like these huge places. At the time, St. Leonard, when I was 17. I got there and reacquainted myself with my cousins and my family and my friends. And my cousins introduced me to their friends. And we hung out every day and every night just talking, hiking, eating, drinking, and enjoying life. Literally, Dolce Vita. Literally. Before that summer, I would have considered myself a bit of a prude, maybe a little bit of a tease when it came to boys. I love the chase, but I never followed through. I was young and probably a little afraid and insecure and all the things that you feel when you're 17. But in Italy in that summer, I got introduced to a guy. He was 24. I just remembered being enamored with the general charm of this guy. The way he spoke and laughed, it was endearing, and he took a major liking to me as well. We spent most of the time I was in Italy talking, walking, and laughing together. It was the first time I had a real deal makeout session with a guy. I know I was 17. That's pretty old for a makeout sesh. But like I said before, 
I was a bit of a prude um, until that until that happened. And it took, uh, you know, it took Italy and a 24-year-old charming Italian guy to bring me there. But hey. So I discovered some form of love that summer. Was it just summer love, young love, or maybe not exactly true love, but it was something I had never experienced before. And it made me a complete hopeful romantic. It's almost like I wanted to bottle up this feeling and sell it or give it to anyone and everyone because it was so damn incredible. When I came home, I was sad, clearly, being I was never probably never going to see this guy again. And it lasted a few weeks, that feeling, that feeling of love at its purest form stayed with me. I decided then I had to do something to express that feeling to the world. And I decided that I was going to keep it and one day write a book about it. I didn't know how or when, but I was going to do it. And all the years that followed, when people asked me my dreams or life goals, I would say, I'm going to write a book a novel about love one day. Many of my friends and colleagues can attest to me saying to them this very statement over and over and over again. I must have mentioned it a hundred times in the time between the time I was 17 to the time I sat and wrote the prologue 25 years later. See, at the time, I didn't know I was sort of manifesting something. I just knew with 100% certainty that I was going to write a novel. It's hard to explain how I knew. It was something I could see myself doing, feel myself doing. Stepping into that role was a natural and true feeling for me. Every time you create a deep feeling in something and keep creating that belief, it sends it out to the quantum field. You're almost asking for something that you know is meant for you. I did that for 25 years without even knowing it. That's how pure it was. That's how intentional that belief was. Every time I said, I'm going to write a novel, it was completely intentional. Those thoughts were feelings, not just thoughts. There's a big difference in just thinking something and having thoughts that are intentional and having feelings behind them. Feelings of pure joy and happiness and belief. Those are the thoughts that travel to the energy field that manifests in your reality. I only really started thinking this way because I wrote a novel after 25 years. One that I said and I believed I was going to write. The other thing that is kind of mind-blowing is that the novel came to me. The novel, which I will talk about the story in the next segment, was not based on what happened from my trip to Italy in 1995. It was inspired by the love I discovered, but the story comes from my imagination. When people ask me how I wrote a book, how I wrote the book, and then also less than three months, if you have something inside of you that is calling you, listen, trust, believe. You won't have all the answers, but that's okay. I didn't. Just go with it. Trust the process. Trust your path. Take me as an example that it is possible. I did it. And so can you. I finally have a free tool for you. A 10-page free ebook that you can download 
and use to grow your gratitude practice. In there, you're going to find five ways to grow your gratitude practice. So instead of thinking about, I am grateful for those usual three things in your life, it's going to make you think. There's a reflection exercise, an accountability sheet, and of course, the sheets to a gratitude journal. So you can download it right now. I've linked this on the episode description of this podcast, as well as on my Instagram account. So your free ebook awaits. So the novel, The Summer Everything Changed is a romance novel. It's the story of Savannah Buka and her quest to be the newest success story in fashion design. This quest brings her across the Atlantic to Rome, Italy for the summer of a lifetime at House of Capri on a coveted apprenticeship at the world famous fashion house. She leaves behind romantic complications at home, another incentive to jet out of town to one of the most beautiful places on earth. Luca Lali was a childhood friend. Actually, their parents are best friends and immigrated to Canada together from the same beach town called Ostia, which is a short 40-minute drive away from Rome. The book is full of surprises, laughs, and love, but also depicts Italy and the culture in detail. This was definitely one decision I took with intention while writing the book. I wanted the reader to be transported if you read all the reviews, it did just that. When Savannah arrives to Italy and gets greeted by her cugina and best friend Sophia, the adventure starts. Her stay, graciously donated to her by Luca's parents and real estate moguls, was at Casa Lali di Roma. It's a stunning, luxurious apartment building located in the neighborhood of Prati near Vatican City and walking distance from her summer job. It was actually quite perfect. Because I don't want to spoil anything, I won't go into the details of the story some more. But yes, there's a love triangle. Yes, there's steamy sex scenes. And yes, there's a happily ever after. If you're a lover of romance novels, this is a must read. Go check out the reviews on Amazon and see what people are saying. The book is available at sagerinaldibooks.com. You will get the links to purchase there. And also, as of this week... It is available at Sorella Boutique Gaumont in the West Island of Montreal and Cafe Gelato on Monklin. I have signed each of these copies. They are paperback copies. Also, both those boutiques have tons of Italian imported products. They're stunning. They have the most amazing stuff. So don't only grab a book, but also many of their other incredible products. Are you looking for the next TV show to binge or a really good movie or even a really great IG account to follow? Well, this is what's caught my eye lately in a segment I call What's Good. What's Good is that I am moving and shaking, but I need you. I am in the midst of building my very first digital course and it's so freaking exciting. I will be able to bring more of you into your own personal journey of development by creating affordable online courses. I need your input. It's so valuable and it will help me. It is so valuable. I need your input. It is so valuable and it's going to help me craft the best course I can. 
So if you're willing to spend 10 minutes answering a few questions, DM me on Instagram and I will send you the link or subscribe to learn.sandrarinaldi.com slash join. And I will be sending out the link by email. Or just go to learn.sandrarinaldi.com slash help. That's going to send you right to the questionnaire. Those who help me get a very special offer for my very first course, so you do not want to miss out. Sometimes you think, how can I impact the world in my own way? Well, by helping me craft the best course that will in return help tons of others manage their emotions and well... By helping me craft the best course that will in return help tons of others manage their emotions and take their personal power back. Sounds like something you can get into? DM me or go to learn.sandrarinaldi.com slash help. I appreciate you. So I've decided to read an excerpt from The Summer Everything Changed. It's going to be chapter four. I'm not an actress, so I hope you get excited about the book, hearing about how I write, and a little bit of Savannah's story. So here goes. Chapter 4, Savannah. The alarm on my phone started blaring Beyonce. I needed something to remind me of home, and for a second, I couldn't remember where I was. I'd slept so well. This king-sized bed, blackout curtains, and soundproof room were a godsend. I turned around to shut off the music and gave myself a big stretch right off the bed to settle on my feet. I planned to get in an hour workout before heading into the shower and getting dolled up for my very first day at HOC. 30-minute cardio workout on the treadmill and then some light weights and stretching. I figured that would make me feel energized and more importantly, give me the capacity to enjoy a large Nutella croissant on my way to work. Priorities. I finished my workout, took a nice long shower, and then it was decision time. What to wear to impress Donatella Capri? I was usually pretty confident when it came to finding the perfect outfit, but this wasn't like any other day. This could put me in the good graces of a fashion icon. As usual, I asked myself the one question I always did when picking an outfit. What vibe was I feeling today? I went with a bold, confident, and sophisticated look. I didn't want Donatella to think I was playing it safe. I pulled out a high-waisted, structured, neon yellow, tight-fitting pant and a black off-the-shoulder silk top. I paired that with black patent leather pumps and a black tote that was not designer but looked it. I just hope she wouldn't notice. I looked at myself one last time in the full-length mirror next to the dresser and I was pleased. My hair was tousled to perfection, my makeup light and natural, except for my bold red lip, and my outfit looked fashion-forward, but not like I was trying too hard. I grabbed my phone and took my full-length photo. I grabbed my phone and took a full-length photo in the mirror for Instagram, which I captioned, Day Uno at House of Capri, wish me luck. I went with yellow pants, cause why not? Greetings from Roma, Savvy, XO. I made sure I tagged my location so Luca would see it. Yes, I wanted him to see it. I looked good, I felt good, and I wanted him to know it. After I locked up, I started down the street to the cafe I'd spotted when Sofia and I had scouted the neighborhood. It was called Gennaro's, and it was a typical Roman cafe, 
It had the enormous letters that spelled out the name right over the doors, a large crowd lined up to give their orders, and the sounds of steam, coffee, grinding, and a lot of loud Italian conversations happening simultaneously. This was the moment of truth. I had to come out and speak the native language, and I was scared. Were they even going to understand me? I'm ordering a cappuccino, for God's sakes. How complicated can this be? I finally got to the counter and mustered up the courage. The older gentleman working there was staring at me impatiently. I spoke up. Ciao, per piacere un cappuccino grande per la via e un cornetto con Nutella, which means, hi, a large cappuccino to go and a Nutella cornetto? Si, signora, subito. Yes, my lady, right away. Okay, well, that wasn't as hard as I thought. I grabbed my colazione, which is what they called breakfast in Rome, and headed towards HOC four blocks away. Walking down the streets of Rome was surreal. It was so magical. I was going to take in every step, every breath, and every chow that was said to me by passersby. Two months were going to go by so fast, and I wanted to make sure I took a mental snapshots of everything to bring with me back home. The House of Capri offices were quite spectacular at first glance. Ten-foot windows that displayed the latest collection graced the facade of the building, which surrounded these massive front doors made of steel. It was 9.45 a.m. sharp, right on time. No turning back now, I told myself as I walked into one of the most sought-out fashion houses in the world. Hey y'all, since I spoke to you guys about my book, my author page has its own Instagram account. At Sandrinaldi Books is where you can find all of the content about my new novel, but also I'm a reader first and I do do book recommendations and a lot more. So hit follow, come along on this crazy journey with me. That's it for this week, y'all. Thanks for being here. I hope you took a little nugget. You're going to keep it with you. It's going to help you think. It's going to help you evolve. And it's going to keep you shining. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss one episode. Bye for now.